Welcome into the final round table of 2023 as we turn the, tra the calendar to 2024. And with that, some predictions, perhaps, on how things are going to work out in the new year. Joining us to talk about it, a couple of old friends. Andrew Lockwood joins us, the Senior Manager of uh, Global Logistics at NXT Logistics, and Sam Martinez, VP of Strategic Solutions at Redwood. Gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us. Um, I've got three different ideas that I want to go through with you today here. First off, uh, Andrew, looking at recovery in 2024, we've been talking about this long graduated recovery, except sometimes I feel like there's going to be some aggressiveness in terms of trying to get back on top, trying to get maybe market share uh, in terms of, of, of reestablishing oneself. It feels like there might be a starting gun out there at some particular point. Do you feel like that's going to happen? And if so, what's that starting gun that's going to basically launch everyone to start being very aggressive in 2024? The starting gun is going to be summertime uh, when we see a little bit of increased volume for next uh, next peak season. Uh, beyond, you know, before that, I, I don't think there's going to be any any uptick. There's still oversupply in the market. Volume's been actually uh, pretty consistent throughout the year. But Bill, I don't, I don't see any kind of starting gun until like next summer. That's when we put an eye on it. Um, again, big story there. The supply has got to continue to work itself out of the market. At that point, I think that's when we could see rate recovery. Uh, for the shippers out there, I think you've got one more negotiation with your carriers, with your brokers. Uh, because what we, we know there's a, there's a cyclical effect here. What goes up must come down. And so we're we believe we're that that bottom trough, it's going to come back up at some point here within the next six months, one year. Sam, what do you think that number is, that variable uh, that would be the quote-unquote starting gun that might get people to start being really aggressive as we get to the second half of 2024? Yeah, second half of 2024 is still kind of TBD. I think there's a lot of variables that are involved there. I do think that we've seen the bottom out of rates uh, in this market for several reasons. Uh, but I do think that coming out of the new year, the restocking that we talked about in our last roundtable actually uh, will play an effect to that. We've seen containers coming in at a higher volume, um, but I think overall it'll average out. Um, I do think that less capacity in the way that it's exiting uh, is going to be something to keep a close eye on, which could expedite uh, the summer, you know, be pushed up to, to late spring. We'll see. Uh, and then I also predict that tender rejections and profitability for 3PLs and carriers are going to be even more vital uh, than they were in 2023. I know everybody was talking about, you know, kind of survive. I do think next year the tone set between 3PLs and carriers is going to say, let's be profitable. And so I do predict 10 rejections to kind of um, see an uptick in the start of the year. And to Andrew's point, uh, renegotiating rates is going to kind of level that out or increase the acceleration of um, the rates and, and the market kind of expanding. That's definitely going to be a point of contention and a very interesting negotiation there as well. Andrew, just to go follow up on that, as far as the negotiations are concerned, what's the key point that's going to be fought over? Oh, I, I, I think there, you know, there, there's consistency there. To Sam's point, I mean, we're all in it to be profitable. And so, so many people have survived the last uh, year or two after the highs coming off of COVID. At this point, and uh, Sam makes a good point. Uh, there's going to be tender rejections there if stuff's not profitable. I think that forces the the flip the script uh, mentality here with the overall industry where we're going to see rates climb back up. Um, and again, that's helped uh, with supply exiting the market. So, uh, you know, to, to your question, what's the key, you know, the key point in the negotiation? I think carriers are going to look for consistency in the lanes they know they can play well. Shippers are looking for that visibility and the focus will really kind of go from, 
driving down rates, which has been a conversation for the last two years, to more, hey, can I see my freight? Can I get some technological solutions? They're going to look for quality and contingency plans, not necessarily cost this round of negotiation. Let's jump right into that technology there as well. Sam, uh, of course, one of the big buzzwords and concepts to deal with this year was AI and machine learning. How much do you think that's going to play even more of an impact in 2024? I think that a lot of people, maybe a lot, but certainly some people certainly got cut off by, oh, we can do that. Machines can do that now. And we find ourselves trying to catch up with what is going on technologically wise that maybe advanced past what our expectations are. Yeah, I think that's if that's the core uh, staple of your business and what you're doing, obviously the investment's probably already established. I think the capital markets have been so tough between private equity and the VC world to invest into automation, to autonomy. Um, I still think companies are going to struggle to kind of find those investment dollars in this kind of market. Uh, but, you know, maybe maybe one unicorn succeeds and, and pops up. Um, but, you know, as far as automation, in, in my point of view, I think if it's your core competency, you're you're on that line right now. And, and if it's not, you're probably not investing and doubling down in that world. Andrew, what do you think is going to be maybe a, 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 an impact that AI slash technology slash machine learning is going to have in 2024? Yeah, I think it all goes back to visibility. Shippers want to know where their stuff is. Um, so if there is, a, you know, that to me, that's the, the number one benefit of using AI amongst different data sets, different systems is blending all that together. Uh, to Sam's point about unicorns, we, we've actually seen a few unicorns exit the market. And remember, our industry is a little bit different. You could say it's antiquated in that it's a people, it's a relationship Based business. Uh, there's a little bit of a distrust of technology. Are, are the droids going to replace us? No. Um, we, haven't, we still haven't seen driverless trucks um, you know, on the road to the degree maybe we thought back when this conversation started in, you know, 10 years ago. So it's not that technology is not going to happen. I just think the entry point over the next year or two, specifically with AI, is using the technology that exists to give better visibility. The better visibility gives everyone trust in the system, and then you can build on that uh, for from an overall platform and solution. Last of my three points that I wanted to get to, warehousing in terms of we were at just-in-time, we got to just-in-case, and now are we back to just-in-time, and do we see kind of a leveling or normalization, if you will, Sam, in terms of how people are going to play out pre-COVID to post-recession when we do get through it? Yeah, I think um, my point backing, I think a lot of shippers have done a very good job of looking at uh, inventory to sales ratios. They've really focused on that as a pivotal part of their business. Uh, cash flow is really important to them this year, and inventory represents that. So I think the success that shippers have had this year, uh, those that are in bad shape still are continuing to work on it. Uh, I, I do believe that in the warehouse space, uh, investments for a lot of those large shippers, they've kind of consolidated their warehouse space. They probably kicked out some 3PL parties that were a part of that structure. Uh, so I do think that they have a little bit more autonomy in terms of like how they want to be flexible with their inventory space. But I don't believe that a lot of them will be popping up new new spaces. And if they are, uh, maybe it's a, a smaller ramp up if that. But if um, the companies that are kind of finding the new warehouse spaces and investing there, odds are that their sales are up, uh, their demand is up. And that's a really good sign for, for them and the economy. Andrew, what do you think about warehousing in terms of are we back to pre-COVID versus post-recession again when we get to post-recession? Yeah, I think we are closer to those pre-COVID levels, although it's interesting. The vacancy rates are still 
uh, pretty low uh, in, in general. We've seen new sales, new construction really stall. The cost to build a new warehouse is really spiking. So there's certain markets like Phoenix, Dallas, let's call it the Sun Belt in general, is doing really well from a construction standpoint. Uh, but we've really seen this cool down. I think it's very similar to the housing market. Everyone was jumping in. You gotta, gotta lease the space while you can, while you've got it in your hands. And we saw that cycle last year. This year's been a big slowdown. Uh, I think there's enough space to go around. Uh, people have gotten more sophisticated with what inventory they need on hand. And that could really help us from a freight standpoint next year. If I know I need more during the peak season, great, there's going to be a little more of a push. But again, as a shipper, I think they've uh, most shippers that I've seen this year have gotten more sophisticated uh, with really getting contingency solutions put in place um, and focus from not just driving down costs from the COVID highs. Now we're, we're, we've got different strings, different levers to pull when times get tough. Both, we've got about a minute and a half left here. Uh, Sam, looking at the uh, 2024, one of the big stories, perhaps the big story of the year, will be the presidential election. And one of the things that, of course, that does, not just the election in and of itself, but the attention that that takes away from perhaps other things that Congress and other governmental bodies are, are, are up to at this particular point. Do you think that's going to have an impact, even a small one or even a severe one, on the freight industry in 2024? So many factors uh, play into the freight industry and so many different parties. Uh, I think any election year allows for volatility. Uh, I do think to the investment world and the M&A world, I think it's like waiting and watching uh, because, you know, a lot of depends who ends up in that seat on how the market will fluctuate. Obviously, there's a lot of good happening right now at the end of the year. Uh, but I, you know, one of my predictions for 2024 is M&A and the pace to be slow, but the back half of the year uh, if we know directionally who might be in that seat, if it's not a close election, you might see that accelerate and ramp up really quickly in the summertime um, just because of the financial uh, situation so many different companies are in. Somebody has to make a move, and I feel like the election will be a, a big driver of is it time to make a move or is everybody going to be waiting because it's going to be a tight race. So we'll Andrew, do you, yeah, Andrew, do you think the, uh, the attention on the election, not just the election itself, is going to have some impact on freight next year? Uh, maybe towards the very end of next year, because we know when that seat flips political parties, certain things happen in the economy. I will go out on a limb, though, and I'm going to say if Biden runs for president, we think he probably will. He's going to champion himself as the solver of supply chain solutions. Set on X, formerly known as Twitter, on November 27th, because of my economic plan, our supply chains are at the strongest on record with backlogs, bottlenecks, and shipping rates in 25-year low. So whether, whether you believe that statement to be true or not, he is going to champion himself as the guy that fixed supply chains. Uh, whether he gets elected or whether a Republican gets elected will be really interesting because we know there are certain ramifications, again, for the economy, which will trickle down to the freight and logistics market. Well, it's definitely going to be an interesting year, to say the least. Sam and Andrew, thanks so much for joining us on our final roundtable of 2023. Thank you. All right, we'll take a short break and wrap up our final Freight Waves Now of 2023 after this. 